1: John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center where the Warriors Woo. lost for the 10th consecutive time. The Warriors fall to the Nuggets, 134-131 in overtime. My goodness, feels like that game ended two, three hours ago. Uh, but it was such an exciting, exciting ball game tonight. The Warriors jumped out to a 34-19 lead at the end of the first quarter. They would lead by as many as 19, but allow 40 fourth-quarter points. Outscored 40-28 to 28. the Nuggets force overtime, and the Warriors, despite seven players in double figures, despite making 20 of 46 from three, the Warriors still not enough to beat the shorthanded Nuggets tonight uh, as the Warriors fall to 9-34. and 34. Denver walks out of here, second night of a back-to-back coming from Denver with a victory and a 29-12 and 12 record as they reach the halfway mark of their season.
0: Denver doesn't walk out of here. Denver limps out of here. Uh, Fortunate to win in overtime. The Warriors did take a 12-point lead into the fourth quarter. The Warriors were up 85-73. And as you pointed out, J.D., the Warriors did a lot of things right tonight. However, um, the Nuggets were not able to get any offensive traction early. In the second half, though, uh, they shot 63%. So that's how they were were able to come back. Of course, the Warriors played pretty good uh, offense all night long, but they were not able to get stops. And uh, the Nuggets, they were shorthanded, but this is a very good club, and they stuck with it, and they end up coming out here with a three-point win. They came down to the final second with Damian Lee's three, uh, having a chance to force another overtime uh, with uh, just a second to go in the – in the overtime. So we had a very entertaining game here. A very entertaining game for the national TV audience tonight.
1: Eight at 9-5-7, 0. If you want to weigh in with your thoughts on this one, it was a good night for the Warriors young players, in particular Eric Paschal, who looked for a moment like he was going to hit the game winning three-pointer. Put the Warriors up one thirteen uh, to one eleven before Denver would ultimately tie the game at 113 uh, and send it into overtime as uh, Jokic would uh, tie the ball game there and force overtime. Uh, But a good night for Eric Paschal as he winds up with 16 points and another good night for Jordan Poole, 4 for Mm 9. Two for five from three, and he looks much more confident. Uh, it sounds like uh, that that stretch in the G League. It looks like it really did him did him some good.
0: Yeah, I have a question. No, if I were calling in, uh, my, uh, yeah, uh, JD, first time, long time. How come uh, Draymond got so mad at D'Angelo Russell? That would be my question tonight. Yeah, that was well, interesting. Uh, no,
1: it really was, and it looked as if uh, it looked as if Draymond was upset that D'Angelo Russell didn't run back defensively. Uh, there was a, a turnover. And, uh, Plumlee, Plumlee on the bust-out
0: ran the floor. Yeah,
1: ran the floor and and beat uh, D'Angelo Russell, who just kind of held up and kind of jogged back. Uh, he
0: nonchalanted his way yeah,
1: down. Yeah, 108-104 Warriors are up. Uh, with about two minutes left, and Draymond is busted back on defense, and D'Angelo Russell doesn't doesn't cut off Plumlee or anything there, and and Draymond was stomping up the sideline. I'm thinking, what is going on there? He'd already picked up a technical foul early in the game. I'm thinking, who is he upset with? Uh, and yeah, it, now it looks we like know it was uh, D'Angelo Russell who uh, wasn't on the floor for uh, a, a defensive possession. Uh, after that, and then the Warriors forced, I believe, a travel, and then he was not inserted back into the game on offense. I right,
0: right. Yeah, that was very interesting. And, of course, with uh, with trade rumors being mentioned prominently today, actually not rumors, actual reports that Minnesota is very interested in D'Angelo Russell. Then you have Draymond Green getting angry, uh, visibly angry with D'Angelo Russell. So uh, that's fueling a lot of speculation that perhaps D'Angelo Russell's time here will be short but it still appears unlikely that the Warriors are in any hurry. It appears unlikely that the Warriors have any desire to do anything trade-wise, at least as far as D'Angelo Russell goes, before the deadline.
1: 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met with everybody downstairs here in the Bill King interview room.
2: What do you think about the way your team rolled with Denver's punches and, and you guys gave yourselves uh, chances to win this game?
3: I thought our guys were great tonight. Uh, they competed. Uh, they played really well together. We had 36 assists. We moved the ball. We fought back, you know, when Dallas, when uh, Denver came at us in the second half with multiple runs. We kept fighting back, just couldn't quite get over the hump. Denver's a hell of a team, and uh, they deserve a lot of credit. They're coming off the back-to-back. Um you know, never an easy back-to-back when you got to play in Denver one night and go on the road uh, the next. So we we jumped them early and we just couldn't couldn't hold them off. But I'm really proud of our guys' effort and uh, they continue to to battle. Uh, feel bad for them because they I thought they uh, played well enough to win, just couldn't quite do it.
1: D'Angelo was kind of coming in and out a lot in the f- late fourth in OT. Uh, was that an offense, defense type uh, decision? And also, did you think about maybe calling timeout uh, on that last possession and getting him in there?
3: Uh, the, yeah, the subs are just what they are. You know, it's just our feel, whatever we think we, we need. Um, I did think about taking the timeout. Um, I decided not to, but just because um, I don't like to give the other team a chance to to make um, substitutions. And uh, if they have a couple guys out there that um, that we feel we can maybe go at, then I'd rather do that. It's uh, you know, in retrospect, maybe I could could have taken one, but uh, you know, that's that's the decision I made.
2: Eric Paschal had a reverse dunk. He had one of the clutch threes in the fourth quarter at a time when we we're kind of talking about the rookie wall. Do you still see him putting together new things each game?
3: Eric was great. Uh, Jordan uh, put together a really good game for us. Uh, and I thought uh, both both guys, both rookies, uh, really have looked better um, of late. And uh, it's good to see. You know, it's a, it's a tough thing going through. Your rookie season uh a lot of ups and downs but um i think they've both weathered some some punches uh, in their respective seasons and uh they're coming along nicely
1: is this what you kind of envision jordan as like a like a burst scorer off the bench
3: yeah and i i think it's it's a good uh healthy way to uh, bring him along with um shorter burst minutes, you know, not counting on him for 25, 30 minutes like we had to when we were down to eight guys. So it's, it's kind of nice, you know, playing him shorter burst, letting him have some success, uh, taking him out if, if um, you know, if we see fit. And uh, I think the, uh, you know, the, the trip to Santa Cruz, the week or 10 days, whatever he spent there, um, were really helpful. And he's come back with a great attitude, great approach, and he's, he's doing a good job.
1: Steve, you guys had the lead going into the fourth quarter trying to snap this losing skid. What can you teach these guys about finishing games after allowing 40 points in a fourth quarter and letting a game slip away?
3: Well, we're playing a good team, you know, and, and they're going into Jokic, who might be the best center in the league, and it's you know it's a tough team to guard, one of the best offensive teams in the league. So, you know, the key in any any fourth quarter, anytime you're trying to close a game, you know, you want to execute and not turn the ball over. Um, I thought we had a, a few of those turnovers that really hurt us, um, a couple fouls that, that hurt us. Um, but defensively, we battled. You know, We were trying, um, but they, uh, they got going, and uh, they're capable of doing that.
1: All right, so the Warriors wind up losing a 19-point lead, but uh, a lot to look at, I think, positively uh, out of the ball game tonight, uh, Whitey, as we welcome you back in here. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search, uh, a lot to chew on there, but a good night from uh, the rookies. It was a night where the Warriors made three-pointers, uh, which we thought that they would uh, in the pregame. Uh, I think I had them down for 13, and, boy, I was I was well short to end up going for You 20. had the right idea, though. You, but, uh, you but, thought
0: they were going to have a good night. But this was, a, due for, yeah, it, this it was the up to, night. This was the up night. I hate as to for, think what's going to happen against Orlando.
1: As far as the... <laughs> The alternating nights, yeah, uh, but it all adds up toward uh, you know maybe this team getting a win in Portland on Monday, which is something I know we talked about uh, a couple of nights ago. As far as when are they going to win uh, to to end this long losing streak? Uh, and it I thought like, tonight was going to be the yeah, night. Yeah, you did. It looked like tonight uh, was going to be an opportunity to get it done with the Nuggets on the second uh, of a back to back. But ultimately. Uh, the Warriors wind up falling in this one, 134 to 131. 9570 Call of the game coming up, and we'll also hear from some players in the locker room as well. Uh, as the Warriors lose this one to the Nuggets, 134 to 131, right here on 957. The game.
3: Warriors wrap up continues on 95-7, the game.
1: John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason back here inside Chase Center. Warriors wrap up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search. Triple 957-9570. Nuggets 134, Warriors 131 in overtime. The Warriors, Whitey, have this odd uh, oddity in overtime.
0: Yeah, Ed, it's been won a while an, since they've won, won an a game. overtime
1: game. The last two seasons now, mm. zero and nine combined over the last two seasons in overtime, and tonight uh, another one that slips through their fingers after they uh, led by as many as nineteen. How about the first quarter? The Warriors have struggled in first quarters this year, but it was thirty-four nineteen after one. The Warriors knocked down seven of their twenty-three pointers in that first quarter, assisted on eleven of twelve field goals. And uh, the defense was really good as well. They held Jokic scoreless, assistless, and the Nuggets were 5 for 23. Uh, So the Warriors, as Steve Kerr mentioned when we played his postgame press conference, were able to jump them early. And they really did a nice job at different points in the game until that fourth quarter and even in that fourth quarter of answering runs made by the Nuggets. It seemed like they came up with a big three or a big defensive stop almost all night, but the Nuggets just kept on coming uh, until ultimately they were able to get the lead and then tie the game.
0: That was the whole game, the fact that Denver early on, they couldn't figure out how they were going to compensate offensively for the absence of so many of their key guys. And then slowly they started to figure it out. They went inside, and also they got a big night from Michael Porter Jr., we mentioned that he had a big night last night. Last night, I believe he played the most minutes he's played all year. Tonight, he played uh, 30 minutes for them. He was 6-10. Uh, he scored 18 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. But the numbers don't tell the whole story. He was a physically dominant player tonight, and he was one of the real keys to their comeback victory, Michael Porter Jr.
1: Well, and especially on a night where they don't have Paul Millsap, and they don't have Gary Harris, and they don't have Jamal Murray. Right,
0: and you could see that they weren't, hey, what are we going to do? How are we going to make up for their absences? And it took them a long time, but they figured it out with 40 points in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, it was all. It was a lot of him. It was a lot of Malik Beasley yes. who plays uh, a lot for them, and it was a lot eventually of Jokic, who started slow but did finish with 23 points, and 12 boards, and 8 assists.
0: Will Barton, you and Jim talked about how he owns the Warriors. Will Barton hit 7 out of 10 three-pointers tonight, scored 31.
1: Yeah, and he was part of the the push as they yeah. kept coming uh, over Uh, And over and over again. Uh, Damian Lee returned tonight uh, for the Warriors. Now, with that contract, did a good game for Damian Lee. He hit three three pointers, 21 points, part of the seven Warriors in double figures. One of those players as well was Eric Paschal. Eric Paschal was 16 tonight. And uh, let's go ahead and hear from Eric Paschal downstairs in the Bill King interview room.
2: Just looking at the box, you guys had 36 assists. You've got seven players and double-figure scoring. What do you think tipped the scales in Denver's favor for this one? They just didn't give up. I mean, like everybody says, the game of basketball is a game of runs. And they just kept playing hard. They didn't give up. They didn't get down on themselves. And that's like any other NBA team. So that's the one thing that uh, I saw. is just like, they kept fighting. And uh, that was a great thing about it. It was just a great game. But I wish we came up with the win. But credit to them. I mean, they're a great team. They They play together, so, I mean, we knew it was still going to be a hard-fought game. Did it feel like when you guys were up 19, double digits late, that you guys sort of just maybe took that for granted, took your foot off the gas at all or something like that? Uh, No. As I was saying, I feel like the Nuggets just continue to play hard. I mean, you can't fully shout out a team out of a game. Like, it's the NBA. There's a lot of possessions. It's only 24. uh, second shot clock so they're going to get their possessions there's a lot of great players in this league and the people are going to make shots so that's the one thing you get i, I take from it is just like there's just too many possessions to think like the game is over at any point you've had your own
1: ups and downs for your rookie season but seeing your teammate jordan pool kind of seem to find his confidence
2: what does that do for you just watching that and making this journey together uh it's great for him i mean he had his little struggles in the beginning of, of the year but uh just seeing him go out there and just play play free. I mean, I feel like that's the one thing that he's been doing a great job of is just playing free, play, and, the, like, as a rookie, you're going to make mistakes. This is your first year in the NBA. Like, mistakes are going to happen. So that's one thing that I feel like he's done a great job of is just not really getting down on himself. Like, not – I mean, no one's perfect in the NBA. I mean, from the best player on, like, it's – it's a lot of a lot of great players in this league that make mistakes. So that's the one thing you gotta know as a rookie is just you're gonna make mistakes. You don't <clears throat> you don't know the NBA game fully yet. So uh, I feel like he's just done a great job of doing that and just playing freely recently, and it shows in his game. Uh, Your three-pointer at the end of regulation, I think that was like the only shot that you took outside of the paint the entire game. How confident are you not only in your ability to get to the rim, but then how confident are you in your outside jumper right now? Um, I feel like I'm pretty confident. I mean, I feel like I'm always pretty confident no matter if I miss five in a row. It's just just having that confidence to go shoot. I didn't hesitate to shoot it. I just shot the ball like, like I did any other shot. So it's not... Not really anything different. The, my coaches and my teammates trust me enough to shoot the ball, so that's what I did.
1: All right, Eric Pascal there as the Warriors lose their 10th straight. Uh, the last time the Warriors won or, or lost, rather, 10 consecutive games was the 2001-2002 season, March 9th to the twenty. That wasn't a very good team, was it? That was not uh, a very good Warriors team. Uh, Warriors now 0-3 in overtime this season and they've lost nine straight overtime games, 0-5 last year, and they also lost their final overtime game the previous Mm. season. So this goes back uh, as far as the Warriors in overtime, now spanning three different seasons.
0: Three quick things about Paschal. Uh, yeah, he made the three-pointer to give the Warriors the 113-111 lead with 15 seconds left. Also, he made all seven of his free throws tonight, and he had one basket in the fourth quarter. He had the ball on the baseline. Beasley tried to foul him to keep him from going up, tried to wrap him up, basically tried to tackle him. Wasn't a dirty play. It was just trying to keep Pascal from getting to the basket, and he went up and scored anyway.
1: That's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. We'll come back, and uh, we'll... Tie a bow on this one as the Warriors fall to the Nuggets 134 to 131. You heard it right here on 95 7 the game. Now,
3: back to Warriors wrap up on 95 7 the game.
1: John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason back here inside Chase Center. Warriors wrap up brought to you by Realtor.com. Nuggets beat the Dubs tonight 134 to 131 in overtime. The Warriors' 10th consecutive loss. But uh, a lot of those games uh, during this streak, you could, you could make a case the Warriors could have won a couple of them here and there.
0: Yeah, tonight they just uh, faced a really good team that knows how to close, even though they were without some of their key players. I thought this was going to be the one. I thought the Warriors were going to snap the streak tonight. I thought they just happened to be catching the Nuggets at just the right time, and they almost pulled it off. Uh, let's get to our call of the game.
1: It's time for the call of the game.
3: Brought to you by Metro by T Mobile.
1: Burks quickly front court gets open. Hits
0: a three. Draymond saw that Fiza had gone down on the play. And when he went down, Draymond hustled it up. Burks was wide open.
1: All right, know the call of the game tomorrow with Joldo and Dibbs right here at 95.7 The Game. Be listening at 9.30 if you can correctly identify the call we just played. You'll win $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. Call of the game brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. The best deal in wireless. Yeah,
0: uh, tonight uh, the Warriors, as you pointed out, JD, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players score in double figures at 36 assists, but they got out rebounded and they just. Couldn't uh, maintain the defensive integrity uh, down the stretch. But that's always a positive sign when you have so many guys scoring in double figures because it's an indication that the offense is functioning and they're sharing the ball, which as we know, that's that's Warrior basketball.
1: The Warriors reached and surpassed the halfway mark of the season at home tonight with the 21st home game. So this is the middle home game of the season uh, with 20 to come and 20 before tonight. The Warriors now 6-15 and 15. Uh, at home uh, through 21 games. Uh, the Warriors still looking for their first win in January as well as their last victory came. First on, win of
0: 2020?
1: Yeah, on okay. December.
0: Having won one this year, is that what you're trying to say?
1: The 27th, and when you look at what's coming up here, uh, these next two games, if it's going to happen, you got to think it, it might have to happen in the next two with Orlando here. Orlando
0: got blown out tonight, come on. Uh, uh,
1: Atlanta, Orlando here on Saturday, Saturday night and then Portland, after that Utah and Indiana come in here and then it's Philadelphia and Boston on the road. So if the Warriors are going to get a win, uh, I think the next two you got a better chance than maybe the 4 coming after that. You would that think,
0: one. but who knows? It's a strange year in the NBA, and you know, Utah, boy they're on a winning streak. They're 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 eventually going to lose a game just like the Warriors are eventually going to win a game. So And, and Utah didn't lose knows? tonight. Oh okay, yeah, thank they you. They lost to
1: the Pelicans tonight. The Pelicans that's right, a crazy finish way, at the end of that game. Yeah, in yeah. overtime, climbing their way toward uh, the top of the, uh, you know, well, climbing their way out of the bottom. Well, they're 13th better. now, right? Yeah, now 13th, 13th fifteen Sacramento in 14. All right, that's going to do it for us. I uh, want to thank uh, Itzel Alvarez for setting us up out here along with Tim Jordan at Chase Center for Alex Scott and Ryan Mouser, Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. We will be back with you Saturday when the Warriors take on the magic four o'clock Warriors live. That's going to do it for us. Fox Sports Radio next, ninety five seven. The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.